0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Megan Prasner. Megan's passion for helping individuals and businesses reach their full potential stems from her own personal journey of self-discovery and entrepreneurship. As the founder and CEO of Hackett Brand Consulting, Megan has her skills in brand strategy and marketing, working with a diverse range of clients from Fortune 50 companies to independent thought leaders. Her award-winning agency is known for its innovative approach to branding and marketing, which emphasizes authenticity and human connection. In addition to her work with Hackett Branding Consulting, Megan also founded Local, a marketing agency that specializes in helping small businesses succeed. So from one digital marketer to another, I am so happy to have you here. Megan, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on and always happy to chat marketing with a fellow marketer. It's, It's such a good conversation. I
0: know, right? It's like talking to somebody who actually gets it. Right. And hopefully we're going to be able to distill some of that goodness out to the audience as well. So I'm really excited about this. Megan, do me a favor. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing.
1: Yeah, well, um, I'm Meg Preissner. I'm out here in Colorado, and my background has been in marketing. I founded Hackett Brand Consulting about five years ago, actually five years ago this month, and it's just been an incredible journey. And so I've kind of gone through the waves of, you know, where do we niche down? How do we niche down? And found myself really wanting to work with emerging and challenger brands, but particularly those that give back or do good. And so along the way, along that five year journey to where we're at, we found that a lot of the people we were trying to help grow in this world fall into that merging category, that challenger brand, those ones that are just on that next evolution of growth. But we also found ourselves working with a lot of small businesses. So just in the past year, we set up a second business that is really tailored to those local businesses where we can help them with more scaled down solutions that they need skipping the big reporting and analytics that we know help drive some of the big brands forward. So it's been a great journey so far these last five years.
0: You know, I love the way you divided this up between big brands and small brands, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people would think like, well, why wouldn't you just scale up the bigger brands? So actually, that's a really good question. Why don't you scale up more of the bigger brands? And why does the focus for helping smaller local businesses appeal to you so much?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question because actually ours came in reverse. So I have experienced my background is working with a big national brand. I worked with a, a national restaurant chain before starting my own business. Um, prior to that, I've worked with dozens of national brands. And so when I started Hackett, a lot of the work we were doing were with publicly traded companies, these big scale companies. And then as we've grown, you know, we continue to work with those big brands, national brands, But we also found ourselves working here, primarily here in Denver, Colorado, where we are with a lot of local people who we've met and networked with that also needed that support. And it was really an interesting pivot moment for me because I love all of it, I love all of marketing. And I kept trying to make the local businesses work in the agency model, and then it just clicked to me that it just doesn't work. It has to be a different model. And I'm trying to fit something for local businesses into something for big brands. And they're not the same, right? Local businesses need people who are in their backyard, know the local community and have a different kind of grassroots approach to marketing that I could help with and grow just based on my background of working with chains. And then from that big brand perspective, uh, is really helping them push through that catalyst of change, right? Usually they're on this next evolution of growth, and they're just trying to break through. And we really help them do that. And so I had almost the effect of going from big to small, which is the opposite of I know a lot of people, but very rewarding. And so something for me is I love, love just genuinely helping people and helping them grow. And I get a lot of inner joy out of seeing people, you know, pack their restaurants or seeing people grow. We work with a local wedding dress shop here in Colorado and seeing their evolution through social media and be able to grow their business. I I just love to see them have the strategies of these big brands and succeed in their business, right? Small businesses are bread and butter of the economy in the U.S., et cetera.
0: You know, I love that you articulated it that way. And I think one of the things that really got me when working with bigger brands is it seemed that everything you needed to do needed needed to happen by committee, right? If you want to put out a social media <laughs> post, it needs to it needs to go through two yeah. or three or maybe even four chain uh, levels of command before someone can actually say, "Okay, yeah, go put it out there," right? Yeah, and that becomes really prevalent when you start seeing some of these larger brands act like smaller ones, right? And I think one of the case yeah. in points was when the social media manager for Wendy's,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the fast food chain she would just go off and slag all the other chains directly on twitter right and she would just yes. like and everyone was just like who is this person we need to hire her right now right and when brands do that when they sort of take you know take off the leash and let their experts actually do what is in their zone of genius they can actually get a lot more earned media you know, just by doing, you know, some of that stuff that's really unconventional, right? Do you find yourself also looking for those opportunities for what you learned with big companies and apply them to small as well? And just knowing that you don't have to go through design by committee?
1: Yeah. So that's a really great question because you do have a lot of, on the big brand side, you have a lot of people that have like the checks and balances along the way, right? Even sometimes legal becomes involved in simple social media posts and with local brands and small businesses, you really don't have that. Usually it's the owner or the property manager who is overseeing social media and then they let the reins loose. And what I find with that is you get a lot of really great collaborations that you can work with. So we have the potential to work with influencers and scale up businesses and do giveaways in a way that's really free flowing and creative. Creative, just like you said, working in that zone of genius, where the ideas can kind of come and just execute right away. And you're seeing a really incredible, incredible rise on social media that I'm obsessed with, which is people hopping on trends on TikTok or Instagram reels, and really capitalizing on the ability to move fast. And sometimes um, big brands of course, there's power in branding, but it gets held up, right? So by the time they jump on the trend, it's week, two weeks later, and the trend has kind of fizzled. And now, I'm not advocating people travel, you know, chase trends, but I am seeing. I love how much small businesses and local businesses are blowing up on TikTok or going viral because of a Shrek video dancing behind their dental shop or something like that. Because the handcuffs are off, and it really can help put these businesses on the map in such a strong. Strong way. Amazing. Thank you
0: so much for articulating that. I really appreciate it. I want to dive into your one big tip here, which I think is something yeah. that that will perplex a lot of smaller business owners, because basically what's happening is that we are bombarded with, you know, just the wide array of channels that we can advertise on, that we can try to be authentic with. Just talking about the big ones like LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, those are like the big ones, but there's still multiple ones, you know, even below that one of the things that could really get you down is trying to figure out, okay, where am I, where should I be? Where am Mm -hmm. I best at? Right. How do you help companies figure that out with some of them? You know, like one thing I found that was interesting when I saw my dentist, you know, do dancing videos on TikTok and Instagram. And I'm just like, what the hell is she doing? Right. (laughs) And then I just saw her numbers skyrocket by, you know, like 10,000 per week. And it was just like, oh yeah, that's what she's doing. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's like, okay, I got it. Right. And how do you help people understand that? You know, like sort of go through, you know, like that they do need to do some analysis. They do need avatar work. They need to figure out where their customers are, but very easily you could spend a lot of time analyzing and not getting much done. How do you help people through that?
1: Yeah, I love this because it's kind of a two-parter, right? There's a little bit of an over-analysis paralysis where if you dive in the numbers too much and you oh, you can over it to death and never start. The other side of this is knowing where to start. And so with all the work that we do, I highly, highly recommend strategy first. Um, and it doesn't have to be these huge 50-page stacks, especially for smaller businesses. But really understanding when we talk about strategy work is what are your business goals? Number one, right? Like, what are your business goals? And then choosing the right marketing tactics that will help that business goal. And an analogy I always use, and it's super broad in generalization, is if you are a retirement home or a retirement home franchise, your audience is so different than if you're trying to reach Gen Z and market a gym shoe. And it's not a one size fits all solution. But when it comes to marketing, you could easily say, Well, somebody told me I need to be on LinkedIn and I should also be on TikTok, but what about public relations? Oh my gosh, and then there's ads, but then there's a hundred places to run ads, and then you can just see how even me saying this as a marketer, your brain just trails off (laughs) and you get overwhelmed with all of the marketing tactics. And so this is where you kind of take a deep breath and pause for a second and say, okay, what are my business goals? And if I were to create a strategic mindset about actually reaching those goals and what's going to help me do that is then you choose the best marketing tactics to move those business goals forward. And the best, best advice I can give people or my one big tip for people who are feeling overwhelmed because they want to do all things, or maybe they see this three, five-year goal and they're, want to charge forward towards it is to take a breath and just start with one, especially if you're just getting started. So if you are just getting started, start with one channel and start with the channel that is where your audience is at and then build. So once you're really efficient at that marketing channel, whether it's public relations or paid media or Instagram, and really, you know, narrowing in on the right channels under each of those umbrellas only then add to that mix because otherwise you're just going to be doing all things for all people and it's really going to feel overwhelming you're not going to feel like you're doing a good job and you're not going to drive those business goals forward and so just really kind of build on that and it's counterintuitive to a lot of advice that's out there where people are like be all things to all people all the time and that's overwhelms me thinking about it and I've done marketing for 15 years. <laughs> like,
0: you know, I think one of the first objections that comes to mind is, but aren't I leaving money on the table? Don't I need to be paying for ads as well as being on Instagram? How do you refute that?
1: Yeah, that's a really great point. So that when you're choosing one tactic, the idea is not to stay there. It's not to say stuck on that one tactic. It is to say to add and grow. And so when you're starting out or you're launching a new product or you're an established brand, maybe you're an established brand and you're like, how do we get more people coming back? right starting with one will allow you to say okay we're going to hone in on our reward and our loyalty program and get people using that and sign up for that and then you add email marketing onto the mix once you have the nuts and bolts figured out but it's almost like uh, the analogy I actually used with a client this morning was you know if you're climbing the mountain you're not just going to run up the mountain you first have to put your socks and your boots on and then you have to get your water and then you have to start climbing and eventually you're on your way. You're not going to stop and take your shoes off the middle of the mountain and keep climbing. You're building and you're adding to that. And forgive the mountain reference. I'm out here in Colorado. Yeah, I was just so thinking that, relevant. you know, like
0: that is a very Denver reference, right? Yeah. That's lost on a lot of the other people listening. Yes. Here, but please go but, on. You
1: know, like, but like one, you know, like you're going to do one thing at a time. And to, to answer your question is you add to it. You don't take away from it, right? So if you get ads up and running and you are killing it on Facebook ads, you say you don't say, let's stop Facebook ads and do Instagram. You say, holy cow, this is working. How can we add Instagram into this mix? Oh, that's working too. How can we add Google? Oh, we're seeing a return from this. Let's add social media into the mix. And so you're constantly adding and expanding and, and expanding your space that you're taking up in that way. And so it's like, make that money, you know, don't leave money on the table, but do it in a way that's thoughtful, strategic, and set you up for success. So you're not kind of stumbling along the path, being like, oh, it would have helped me to put those shoes on first.
0: Thank you so much for articulating that. You know, I really appreciate it. And I agree with you, you know, like you should be focusing on one aspect, get up to a level of proficiency, and only then should you move on to the next step and the next step and the next step after that. I think one thing yeah. that, um, you know, some businesses uh, that I think in this day and age, people still don't get is that there is only one platform out of everything that we mentioned here today that you truly own, right? And, and that is yes. your email marketing, right? Everything else is borrowed. Everything yes. else is that you're playing in someone else's house that allowed you to put pictures on the wall, literally. Yeah. And what happens is you can get shut down. You know, for the dumbest of reasons, if you are a med spa and you want to promote, you know, like the O shot, it's like, oh my God, you have now a whole mess of regulations that you can't, you know, you can't say this, you can not say that, you know, you are navigating a fine line before Facebook just decides, hey, you know something, you're way too risque for me. Right. And even though you're a licensed physician, you know, like you're allowed to do this, it's like, dude, like, wait a second. Why was I shut down? So it's very it is very important in order to build that. And also, you know, keep in mind, you know, how am I hedging against, you know, the future? What happens if I do get shut down? What happens if my channel gets uh, if my channel gets banned? It can and does happen, you know, like Mm -hmm. on the daily. Right. And then, you know, some of us out there are trying to figure out, like, okay, how do we get them unbanned? What do we say to these you know, faceless corporate, really big channels, and say, like, hey, yeah. we know something. We're just a med spa. We're not, we're not, <laughs> we're, we're not another type of site, you know? So, right. thank you so much for articulating that. I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you a little bit, uh, just a little bit more in depth about how you apply this in real life. And I was wondering if you can give us a really quick example, some kind of case study of a client where you applied some of this strategy to and what kind of results you were able to bring for them.
1: Yeah, that's a really, really great question because actually, um, one of my favorite on the local businesses is a wedding dress shop. Um, They are one of my first clients. I absolutely adore them. And when we were doing social media strategy for them, it's been about five years, the overwhelm on their face of, Oh my goodness! How am I actually going to make this happen? Was real, and so we worked together to really set into place. Okay, here's how we're going to tackle Instagram marketing, right? And we put a plan of action in place for how many times a day you're going to post, how often, what content to drive people back to their shop. And I told them, I was like, I promise you will get better and more efficient at this. And when you do, we when you do, we'll add to that. And the my favorite part about this is it's been 5 years and when I tell you they are killing it they are on pinterest they are on facebook they are on tiktok they are on instagram they're running ads like they're doing grassroots marketing they have added and added and added to their mix but we really did start with okay let's focus on social media let's focus on small small select hand, handful of channels so that you can grow effectively. But to add to that on the big brand side is I actually worked with the publicly traded fortune 50 company on influencer marketing. And we were rolling out influencer marketing for them for an event they were hosting and they had a huge event, very overwhelmed. At where do we even begin, and you know, and how do we tackle getting influencers live and influencers from the event and virtually? What do we do about social media? And you could again, right? Fortune 50 company, well established. You could feel the overwhelm rising, and I boiled it down and I said, okay, let's get the right people in the room. Let's start with influencer marketing. And so we chose two really high profile influencers for them that could propel their event forward. And then once we had those locked in, we built the rest of the program around that. We said, okay, what are we doing to live stream from the event? What are we doing to add social media live people from the event, from the brand itself? And you add and you grow within that. And I find that big or small, just taking a breath and just really narrowing in on that key needle mover and building around that is going to be all the difference in the world and in your marketing.
0: Amazing. Megan, thank you so much for talking about that. Where can people learn more about you, about your companies? How can they reach out to you directly if they want to get in contact?
1: Yeah. So you can find me more about me and my work at megprez.com. My last name is a hard one, so I shortened it. And that. You can also find more about Hackett Brand Consulting at HackettBrand.com. And then, of course, on social media, TikTok, Instagram, et cetera, uh, Meg.prez, P-R-E-Z. So I appreciate you calling that out. And if you have questions, I'm always here. I love to talk marketing, so you probably have to tell me to shut up, if anything.
0: (laughs) I love it. Meg, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a lot of fun. I love nerding out on this stuff. I know. And I really appreciate you breaking this down for everybody
1: yeah thank you for having me i I love talking marketing so it's always a pleasure
0: thank you so much for listening to the one big tip podcast if you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur business coach or speaker who would like to be on this show we need to talk the audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world so, if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to OneBigTip.com guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready